Okay, before we get started, Travis, we have to agree that we can't put any more Star Trek lines in our Star Wars podcast. I didn't sign that contract. What are you talking about? <laughs> we, we had some haters. We said live long and prosper last yes. time, so maybe we should can it on the Star Wars. I, I, if it's an impulse, Star Trek if, thing. <laughs> yeah. if it's an impulse, I'm going to say it. I'm sorry. I'll bleep it out. How about we bleep it out? We'll, ble- <laughs> we'll specifically bleep <laughs> yeah. out any Star non-Star Trek Wars references. references. Or do, you we'll, just, do you have a thing against Star Trek? Well, no. We'll okay, let's talk about the new Picard those. episodes. They're coming into the CBS Direct. And... <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to photon torpedo those references. Not proton torpedo? Is it not photon? Well, what franchise are you talking about? Oh my gosh. Photon torpedoes are from Star Trek. Yes. Proton torpedoes are from Star Wars. Yes, that's why I said photon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> but we're going to we're gonna photon torpedo those references. <laughs> we are going to take the data away, data away, and we're going to return to the lore of Star Wars. Lore is a character in Star Trek. It's Data's twin brother. It was evil. That's where I was going. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> boom. Here we go. We're getting on to the Star... Wars. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Star Wars podcast. Star Wars podcast. Ding. Begin. Agreed. Okay. All right, guys. Welcome officially to episode three of the Before the Z-Wing podcast. He is Travis Heiner, a.k.a. Saboken. I am Stefan Arnold, a.k.a. FF Observer, if you must. This is uh, our Star Wars fan podcast. We are talking about Rise of Skywalker, and for the first few minutes, we are going to give a spoiler-free general impression of the movie. What did you think of the movie, Travis? I liked it. I had problems I with it. Too. I still had problems with it. I had problems with it, But for the most part, I'm, I liked it. I did. Yeah, I liked it. I liked kind of... I saw a couple of spoilers, and they didn't turn out to be actually true. And I just liked the overall arc of the movie, the kind of the feel of the movie, and then kind of how it ended. There's, there's a big ish plot point that I didn't really love and we'll get into that after we get into our spoilers but I liked it I thought it was a, a pretty um what, what do you think about it as if you knew some of the characters and you thought of it as a standalone movie no no not, not a standalone film, no, it's no. not a, it's not it a is a part movie. three okay as, and some people will say it, it doesn't feel like a part three it feels like well it feels like a trilogy that's missing a part two because they're some people have said that yeah. yeah I I feel that this movie emotionally was very satisfying um, technically and narratively, it has a lot of holes and issues with it. But I think that once you get past the initial conceit that's mm-hmm. revealed in the first 10 minutes yeah. and you just, okay, if you, if this is where we're going, you better run with this and you better up the scale. And it did. Yeah. And I think, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still I, confused. <laughs> but I'm still a little confused. I'm, I'm happy it's over. I'm happy the saga is over. I, I think that could they have done a better job? Maybe if they had given it three years instead of two, sure. Maybe. Um, could they have done a lot worse? Absolutely. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I, I, from my general impression of even after muting the uh, hashtag and everything over the past couple of days uh, since it debuted on Thursday night, um, I got the impression that a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I, I liked it more so than than many of those people, I guess. But overall, I, I liked it. I liked where it kind of finished the this the saga, uh, we believe. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. When I watched Last Jedi, or last uh, The Last Jedi, um, and even Force Awakens, and this as well, what they all, I think, are great at is, as a movie experience, they were a spectacle to behold in the theater. The Last Jedi was. I, yeah, because when I watched that movie, I mean, wow, you know, look at all these bold, daring moves this movie did. And some of it fell flat on, yeah. well, under scrutiny, like, whoa, what? why would a character have this motivation ever? Yeah. 
this has the same problems, but at the same time, you know, I'm watching the theater, I'm having a good time. I'm yeah. at the edge of my seat. What's next? Yeah. And one of my criticisms is that it is such a breakneck speed narrative that you kind of are on the edge of your seat the whole time without having a chance to blink or catch your breath. And in a way, it's a very similar to Endgame. Endgame was move, 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 move. Yeah. And this was very similar to that same sensation. I think my eyes hurt because I don't think I blinked. My wife said the same thing. Like, I don't think I blinked in that whole, you know, <laughs> it's two and a half hours of not blinking. Yeah. Who wants to sit through yeah, that? It was, it was fast paced, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. Okay. Are we ready for spoilers? I think we're ready to go into spoiler territory. So this is your chance to back away and pause this podcast yes. before you have a chance to go see the movie, if you intend to. Yes. If you don't care and you want to hear our opinion of it and then spoil it, then the gloves are off. Yeah, so I'm going to give you time to pull your car over safely <laughs> with signaling, please. And I'm going to adjust my chair. And now we're going to do some spoilers. All right. So... The opening crawl, let's start there, because yeah. it's the opening, was confu was confusing. I'm like, what? No. The first the first thing was like, all of a sudden, Kylo is Wait, you upset said the crawl. At, yeah, the crawl. Kylo is upset yeah. at the Palpatine coming back. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? I'm like, he's like upset about that. He was like so obsessed with Rey in The Last Jedi. Right. And then now he's like, eh. Yeah. But that's not actually kind of what happened in the... In the movie, he was actually like more obsessed with her still until mm -hmm. they disagree. <laughs> he does eventually, yeah, but after yeah. he's given orders to orders to what? Go get the girl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think he. I think she was clearly still on his mind, but he had a mission. His organization, his leadership was threatened by a bigger threat, and he was hunting down however to find that threat. Yeah. And then when he got to that threat, that threat said, "I'll give you everything, but get the girl." And so then he became focused on the girl again. Yeah, can I say I don't love the zombie Palpatine thing? So that's what I mean about the, the conceit of how this whole thing gets into motion. Um, yeah, when I was watching the opening crawl, my, I started laughing when it referred to Palpatine. <laughs> and my wife's like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, So yeah. I would not have had a problem with Palpatine being the main bad guy if he had been, been at least hinted at as the main bad guy from the very beginning of this trilogy. And there, there is a chance that that might have been what was intended for episode two, but then Ryan Johnson said, no, I'm not going to do that. Let's do this other thing instead. So then comes yeah, JJ corrects the course, steers the ship back, whatever, and then he capitalizes on that. Because maybe. remember, big questions I had. Who the hell is Snoke? Yeah. Why the First Order? Why the well, First this Order? Answer that. Why Kylo Ren? It satisfied. Yeah. It wasn't satisfying, but it satisfied those questions. So I'm torn between the whole Palpatine thing because, you know, Palpatine really did kick this whole thing off, right? So the whole nine-episode saga is as much about Palpatine as it is about Skywalkers. Yeah. The Skywalker family. So to, to have a conclusion to this whole saga and not have Palpatine in it... Would be weird. I think would be... Well, because I don't think we ever would have gotten to a point where we ever felt the First Order and Kylo Ren was as big a threat as Palpatine. Unless Kylo Ren was a Palpatine. And since we know that... that well, <laughs> in a weird way he is, but... Because Kylo Ren is not necessarily identified as a Palpatine, um, I don't think it ever would have felt like, well, this is the conclusion to this whole nine-story nine arc. I mean, I guess, but I just, you know, like he's not around for, what, 35 years or something, and then all of a sudden no, he he's, is. He's, no, he he's is. there. He's, he is there. He's been there. I know, but we don't really get you're gonna, that sense you're gonna, from the well, Force right. Awakens and, and the so Last So you're going to hate me for saying this, because we had, you had a criticism about this before. In the books. Yeah. In the books, it... it goes over how Palpatine was very obsessed with finding out about what existed beyond the galaxy's edge, the you know the unknown regions, if you will. And he was sending a lot of resources out that way to investigate the origin of the Sith. And in this 
that's where we end up, right? This planet is allegedly the origin of the yeah. Sith yeah. religion or whatever. So <clears throat> how did Palpatine get there is unsatisfied. You know, is it his spirit? Did his body die in the Death Star? Was it in an energy shaft and somebody picked it up and brought it back, resuscitated it? Did he use dark magic to keep the body? Because when you look at his fingers, I interpret it when you look at the his you know mauve fingers, those chewed up fingers, that yeah. because he had pumped so much lightning out of them and then Vader picked him up through another shaft that he basically just seared the flesh off of his own hands from just the, all the lightning coming down at the end of Return of the Jedi, not as he was being regrown. I like that in my head canon. That is <laughs> your That is a product of what happened there. So you know it could be that somebody just picked up some smear of DNA from somewhere and then incubated it and regrew them because they have the technology of growing clones. So it kind of fits with you know we have clones established in this universe. So yeah. and the old books all talked about Palpatine cloning himself, and I don't really like that idea. I it's it's a little too I don't know, convenient, and it's not a very compelling story plot. But you know and a clone is not going to be evil incarnate like the emperor is kind of supposed to be it's a clone of but if it has negative energy midichlorians in it you could argue that it's possible so again the movie begins with palpatine's back if you can get past that absurdity yeah then the question is you better damn well capitalize on doing this if you're taking me down this road then i need to see something big and they produce something big, right? Yeah, that finale the, the end, yes. is insane. Before we get there, before we get there, I was thinking right after this, I was like, what else would I want to see besides zombie Palpatine? And I thought of two things. One, I would have liked to see the return of Snoke. And maybe he's not a big enough yeah. villain to, to pull that off. Yeah. Or just... Well, we got the return of Snoke. What? We got the return of Snoke. We saw him multiples of his heads in that vat of organic goo. Yes, yes. In the, that in just the explains Snoke away. He was merely a, a puppet. Yeah. And I have questions about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's almost like trivial, right, at this point. But, so I would have liked to have seen the return of him, however that happened. But again, like, how does that happen? Do they put him back together? How does that work? DNA, cloning, whatever, whatever. But maybe he's not a big enough villain to accomplish that. Or I would have liked to see just Kylo decide to be good go to the Sith homeworld mm -hmm. or whatever, wherever the First Order's rising with 10,000... Final Order. Final Order, excuse me. The Final Order's rising with 10,000 ships with Starkiller capabilities mm -hmm. and destroy them all with Rey. I know that's not the one-on-one -on -one that Palpatine and Rey ended up producing. And, and well, that's not big enough either. It could have been a back and forth, but... It could have been a back and forth. So let me answer, ask you this. Regarding the Snoke thing... Would you have been happy if when Kylo arrives on that planet, I can't remember the name of it, the Sith planet, mm. if at the front gate, you know, the elevator down, he was met by two Snokes and they said, we've been waiting for you. Would that have been a better reveal about the origin and nature of Snoke? And then they escort him down, not as powerful as a Snoke in the, in the golden robe, but as cloaked dark figures. We could tell they were Snokes. And they said you are here to meet our true master. And then they walked him into the main chamber where the Palpatine regen was happening. Would that have been a little more satisfying? No. And then he takes, <laughs> well, because then he could have taken them both down right then and there. Yeah, you know, maybe they weren't as imbued with dark side or even force abilities. And once he walked in the chamber, he proclaims he's, he's here to kill Palpatine, this force. And so he slices them both down. And then Palpatine's like, good, my son or my child or whatever. I, yeah, instead of seeing no. Snoke in a vat of goo, 
Or, I would have liked, well, yeah, that we could have totally done without that, maybe. But maybe but we had to have something with some kind of Snokeism going in there because, again, you have this villain for the first two movies. You can't just completely say, oh, we don't know who he was. Well, yeah, but that was their poem when they killed him in yeah. the second movie. So, But if he went down, maybe off shooting on your point, if he went down and there's like 12 Snokes, like we are Legion of Snoke or something, I don't know, and then he kills all of them and then he turns good or whatever. But anyway, probably not. Snoke's probably not a big enough character to pull that off in any carnation. It would have had to be incarnation. Because this movie's so overstuffed, it would have had to been handled very quickly. Yeah. Any kind of closure with that Snoke part of the story would have yeah. had to. And so in a way, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, fine. Let's just explain it away. We see the heads yeah. in the soup can. And... That, that's why I'd, I would have preferred just to see Kylo so the question then, come back to Ben yeah. and take on the final order and so, game over. Come think about but it. But then we get a, a zombie. Palpatine says, I've been in, I'm the voice that's been in your head this whole time. So, was he projecting the behavior of Snoke, even though Snoke does not directly reference the Emperor and acts like he's his own agent? Or was the clone, or the, we'll just, let's call it what it is. I know you hate crossing boundaries as far as genres, but he's a replicant, right? Mm -hmm. He's a manufactured thing. Did he have artificial memory so he actually think he had autonomy? Or was he really just a, a Pinocchio being fed these lines from a conscious Palpatine telling him what to say and how to respond to to Rey and to Kylo and to run the First Order. We'll never oh, get that answer. And yeah. maybe in the book. But, it, <laughs> but it's something, you know, did Palpatine... Was Palpatine, Do you understand the movies? Yeah. Read four books. <laughs> was Palpatine so evil that he, like, he created this autonomous replicant that thought it had its own feelings and its own goals and sent it out to the world knowing that it would eventually fail? Yeah. Because Snoke had Force powers, at least it seemed that way, when he was holding onto Rey and levitating her, and he shot bolts of lightning at Kylo at one point, so... Yeah, Force powers are, is something that I actually liked and disliked in this movie, which is kind of weird, but I really like that they had that fight uh, when she was in his, like, oh, yeah, his, living quarters or his, whatever. Yeah, his uh, chamber of chambers. Yeah, and he was on the planet, and they fought, and it would have been cool if this stuff... That happened, like the berries that she cut out or he cut out, would have actually appeared and stayed in that room with her. That would have been that would have been cool. That I would, noticed I that they that. vanished. So they, that, which they, begs the question: d Did Vader's helmet come back to his chamber of secrets, or did it stay on that planet? I don't. I, who knows? It never shows. It never shows him picking yeah. the helmet up. I don't remember seeing him hold the helmet after that. No, I think it was physically um, in the chambers there. But it that, felt that, on that the was ground. kind of cool. I didn't love it at first in Last Jedi where they were kind of talking yeah. over the phone there. It's, but um, That planet's called Kijimi, I think. The rock yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with, with Bliss. And yeah, so but I, I like that fight. I thought that I thought that worked out well and I'm glad they weren't in the same room and they got together and destroyed Darth Vader's helmet, which was kind of the feeling I got from some of the spoilers. Pedestal it was on. The obsidian pedestal. Because yeah. the head, the, the head, the helmet landed on the ground, and Kyle was like, Oh, I know exactly where she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it would have been interesting to see him pick up the helmet, or did he just leave it there? Because he realized that the helmet was nothing. He was actually being spoken to by Palpatine this entire time. See, so it kind of raises these weird little questions. But I don't know if we need those answers because something bigger is. I'm just glad they weren't in the same room, like all of a sudden. But it was destroying interesting. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting having a lightsaber through the force, right? Yeah. So. That, 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 that kind of rescued that whole talking to each other through the force mm -hmm. kind of phenomenon to me. I thought that was so then, that was pretty cool. Using that, for the people who were saying, well, this movie just retconned everything that happened and or just you know negated everything that happened in The Last Jedi, it didn't because that was 
held over. That was persistent. Luke Skywalker or Luke's uh, X-wing fighter in the water was held over. That came through. Luke referring to Ray when she went to the dark side on Act Two or the um, the island planet. Mm-hmm. He like you went right to the dark and you didn't even flinch or whatever he says to her. Well, yeah, because it was in her blood. It was in her lineage to do that. Yeah. So those breadcrumbs were there. I just think that because Ryan Johnson had written such a big deviation from that kind of distracted us from those breadcrumbs coexisting. And I, don't know, I think it's, I actually, you know what this movie did? It made me appreciate the last Jedi more. Yeah. I have big problems with the last Jedi, um, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad star Wars story. Um, it's way out there. It, it's and it's characters, different. Characters. I'm... I like the final battle so much and the, the, the hold hold maneuver so much. You really do. Which, which actually we'll talk oh, about later, but I like that. Just that idea so much. Mm hmm. And then all of a sudden Luke's projecting himself, and that's crazy. That's, I like that's that. crazy. That's I actually like Last Jedi a little bit. Uh, I'd love to. I need to see it again to kind of get the flavor of it, especially now that I've seen Rise I, of Skywalker. I liked it, but, but I definitely agree with the people that had the bigger issues with it. Yeah. But this diminishes some of those issues. I think okay, this actually is a narrative of a story yeah. arc for characters and how they may have fallen from their own grace and rose back up again. I'm talking about Luke Skywalker. Yeah. This. I'm happy. I think it fits. You know, I don't think it's something you can say, well, The Last Jedi isn't really a part of this because this is more of a sequel to um, The Force Awakens. It's clearly a sequel to Force Awakens, but I think it's also a sequel to The Last Jedi. Because yeah. it has to inherit some of those those story threads. And it's, if anything, it's almost unfortunate this movie didn't get a chance to carry some of those things, continue that sort of, I hate to use the word subversion of expectations, but I don't know. it almost looked like this movie kind of swayed it too safe. Like Force Awakens was very safe. Last Jedi was not safe, and then this one kind of swung it back to being too safe again, where yeah. it could have been fine if it's just been safe and satisfying. Yeah. Well, we did get our questions answered kind of about uh, Kylo Ren and, and the First Order. And ironic that, that we talked about ironic enough, but we talked about, well, Kylo can't come back, but how great it would be if he did, and bam, he did exactly yeah. what happened, yeah. right? Yeah. Right down to the beat of saving Rey and yeah. sacrificing himself like Vader did for his son. Yes. And we talked about that in episode two, which was our Rise of Skywalker preview so go back to listen to that if you wish um so what do you think we'll skip ahead to the very end or the the one-on-one battle um i, I did like how all the jedi were coming to ray at the end i did not like you that. did not like that no that, two, that's I, what it all it's about it's all about two, Sith coming to no, one sith no, and it's no. all about jedi and then i mean i'm sure the, head movie, to head, the movie tells you that i have two <laughs> i have two strong issues with that mm. um as far as the movie goes, Inspector, it's very emotional, and yeah, that's fine. You know, I mean, it kind of is called for, because, and thank God they did this, at the beginning of the movie, she's doing that, you know, come to me, or speak to me, or whatever it was, and then she says it again, be with me, that's what it is. You know, she's floating there with the rock saying, be with me, be with me, and then mm-hmm. she says it again, and they finally show up. But the movies, and I hope I'm not extrapolating this incorrectly, and I could be, the movies seem to paint this picture that to retain your identity in the force after you have died is something that only certain Jedis who have been meditating on this can do. And the first Jedi to pull this off in the common era would be Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. Because Qui-Gon, although he couldn't manifest himself as a visual apparition, he could still speak to Yoda. And he told Yoda, I am going to teach you how to retain your identity after you become one with the force. Because then at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda says to Obi-Wan, one more lesson I have from you from an old master. And then Obi-Wan's like, Qui-Gon. And like, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to retain your identity. I don't think he says that specifically, but that's basically what's implied. And so then that, that makes us understand how is it that ben, when Ben dies, knowingly gives himself up to save Luke and, and to make this whole snowball effect about... Star Wars, yeah. Yep, that he shows up 
in visual form to Luke on Hoth, and then again on on um, Endor. Dagobah. Or Dagobah, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me, Dagobah. Which then makes sense that Yoda would do the same. You know, Yoda passes to become one with the Force, but then he retains his identity enough so he could be visual, visually seen on Endor at yeah. the end. So if this is a, a new thing, a new development for Jedi abilities, then why would all those other Jedis have the ability to speak to Rey if they hadn't also been meditating? Because allegedly Qui-Gon was the first to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Luminara, Mace Windu, and Anakin... Although I have a headcanon story to justify why Anakin did it because he did show up at, in Endor at the end of Return of the yeah. Jedi. Yep. And I have a short story that I'd love to share with everybody about how that's possible while not violating what's been established prior to Rise of Skywalker. So right. that bothered me. The other thing that bothered me a lot, and this is me just being um, a nerd. Remember, we like this movie. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> um, this, no, this bothered me not because it made me think poorly of the movie, but just bothered me. It was like, oh, really? That happened? And it happened off screen? Um, what was that? So, I'm a huge fan, and if people listen to this, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about the second I say this. I'm a huge fan of Rebels. I'm a huge fan of the Clone Wars cartoon series. Yes, you are. And I'm just going to say this. One of the best characters in Star Wars is Ahsoka Tano. Hands down. Like, to me, she embodies it, and we find out she's dead. And that bummed me out. I heard the voice. I was like, could it be? And first I was like, you know, a little fan service. Like, oh, there's Ashley Eckstein. She's talking. It's, It's Ahsoka. And they're like, wait. Oh, wait. That means she's a dead Jedi? So... You know, the movie, the credits start rolling, and my wife said she had to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm going to wait to look at the cast. I just want to confirm something. She goes, okay. And sure enough, there's Ahsoka Tano's in the credits. I'm like, dead Jedi. So at some point, she dies before or... the rise of Skywalker. And that's a bummer. It's a very big bummer. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um... <laughs> Maybe you can write... No, I trust Dave Filoni will take care of that. Because it's his character. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm totally excited to see where he takes that character and how he flushes out the rest of the story. And please don't do it in a book. There I you mean, go. that her story got last paused at the end of Rebels. Her and Sabine go off to find their best friend, who, at the same time I mourn Ahsoka being confirmed dead, Ezra is not. Because Ezra's voice wasn't amongst that, that group of voices that spoke to Rey at the end. Kanan was there, but we've already seen him pass away. We see, a, we hear Ahsoka. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're like, I have no idea. He's going deep. Spoiler alert for Rebels. <laughs> so, yeah, but we will talk more about Rebels um, as we move along here. But go ahead, back to your point about the the voices speaking to Rey. I just, I just thought it was kind of the whole mystic like ancestor thing coming coming to life, good versus evil, one on one at the, the end. All the Jedi in you now. All yeah. it. Yeah, I'm all the Sith. And I'm all the Jedi. You son of a gun. You know, so. But Leia spoke to her too. Yeah. And I don't know if Leia ever got to the point where she'd be considered a Jedi. Well, they said she finished her training. Did she or did she stop her training? He said on her last day of training, but I don't know if it was last training because mm. she had passed the test or because she stopped it herself because of what she sensed coming from Ben or Ben's future. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, but how awesome was to see the twins practicing saber moves, Luke teaching her. Yeah. And then she actually had her own lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And that's very a cool, cool way to bring Kylo and Rey together when they were on the uh-huh. wreckage of the Death Star. That was cool. What did you think about the very, very end when uh, Rey was choosing her last name and appeared fine. before Leia and Luke? It was fine. I was okay with it. Because I, I already accepted so much in the movie anyway. I'm like, well, this makes sense. Yeah, why not? What? Although a lot that... of people say they're, she's looking at the sunset. I know it's not a binary sunset. It's a sunrise. Which I think is very metaphorical. Like Luke was looking at the twin sons as a sunset in the very first movie. 
And now Ray and BB are standing there on the sunrise. The binary suns are rising. On How do you know that they were rising? Because when she gets there, it's dawn. It's pre-dawn. Mm. And the suns are coming up on the horizon. So one sun's a little bit lower and darker, and they're really low. And then by the time her and BB-8 pose, they're actually higher in the frame. Ah, I did not notice so, that. So, rise of Skywalker. Yes. <clears throat> so, I thought it would be... Two things would have been interesting, or one I wanted to see and one I thought would have been interesting. One I would have liked to see, if you're going to bring Leia and Luke back... You like want that, Kylo there. No, I want Han Solo there. No, because Han wasn't a Force ghost. Han didn't have any power in the Force. No, but he... But Kylo did. Kylo should have been there. I could accept Kylo being there. I would like to see Han there just as... He's not a Jedi. He's not a Jedi. You don't vi- I mean, <laughs> we're talking about space fantasy, but you don't violate the rules of space fantasy. <laughs> you don't violate the uh, <clears throat> rules of space ghosts by having another ghost there. But okay. okay. The thing I that causes that. to be force ghosts is the force. And, yes. the force, and they have to practice okay. and be All attuned right. to it to, to retain their identity after death. Ben, or Han Solo never had that. All right. He was a naysayer for the longest time. Fine. Thank you. <laughs> but here's another thing I would have liked to see. So it's Maybe. not fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I understand where you're coming from. I didn't think it quite that far. I just thought of the ghosts. But that's just me. I'm an average Star Wars fan. As you can tell, Travis is 90 <laughs> on the fan scale. 89. No, either way, we're going to get that fan scale. We're going to figure it out. And once again, if you do have Star Wars sheets, you're well ahead of the pack. Um, so another thing I would have liked at the very end is if she actually said Ray Palpatine rescued the family name, no. brought it back no. and been like, yeah. I have brought, no, I have brought my family back from shame. I've saved, saved the nope. or first, you know, I saved the galaxy from the you final order. You don't have offspring walking around saying I'm Joseph Hitler. I mean, I don't know. Palpatine was the most evil in the common era of these movies. I don't... I, not that I'm saying that Rey was too scared to, to take on her birth name. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, no. That ends. <laughs> that has ended. That Palpatine, has ended. The He's rule done. of Palpatine has finally ended. And what needs to be celebrated... Or is it? Well, right. Forever, right? Because didn't this movie sort of undo the, the, the greatness of Return of the Jedi? The big defeat of Palpatine. Oh no, he actually didn't go away at all. Yeah, just... he's just hanging out on the end of a <laughs> mechanical snake. <laughs> all right, but anyway, I thought that maybe would have been kind of a neat. I was, I knew it was going to be Skywalker, but I'm like, just in the back of my head, right before no. she said it, I'm like, she was say Palpatine. But that was cool. So, did we get any? And I know we had some sprinkled in, but did we show what was the biggest thing we saw for possible? Sp- Spin-offs or next movies that Jana, Jana, or whatever. I can't. Yeah, Jana. So explain who that girl was to those of us who aren't clear of who she is. Well, so she was a def- uh, defect. Um, she was a former stormtrooper from the First Order. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I she, knew that. Her, That's her, all I know. Her and her squad defected. They right. crashed their First Order spaceship on that planet and decided to just say we're dead. And very much like Finn. So she was abducted when he was, she was a small child. Um, Finn yeah. was as well. So we know that, but what's her, is there a connection to Lando or no? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, that look he gave her was, it's a possibility. I think in the books it says that he had a daughter who was kidnapped at some point and the books left it unresolved. I haven't read that Lando Calrissian book, but I think that was hinted at. That, or at least maybe one of the comics had mentioned that he had a child, but he didn't know where she was. Mm. I think it'd be a little too small world if she was that child. But I also think it's a small world for Anakin Skywalker to build C-3PO. I have problems with that, too. So it is, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. You know, she's asked, you know, where are you from, General? Why, why would she even ask that? Well, I mean, she's searching for identity. You know, where do I come from? Yeah. And then for him to say, well, let's find out. I mean, that's cool. 
we have this luxury of doing whatever we want to do now because we don't have to worry about this problem anymore. I'll take you around. I know the galaxy really well. Maybe you don't. Yeah. That could be a spinoff. It could be covered in a Disney Plus series. Why not? Sure. Or an animated series, too. You know, just get um, Billy D to do the voice. and I'd rather see a live-action thing, but at the same time, I don't know if he's up for it. Yeah, I don't know if they could pull off a whole movie. I guess they probably could. But a miniseries would be excellent. Just like The Mandalorian, you know? Yeah, just yeah. The adventures of... A couple Lassie of seasons or something, I guess. Yeah. Just is the... Well, I think the chemistry would probably be there between those, those two. But is there a compelling story for them to find out that answer without making it seem convoluted in some weird way? Yeah. Maybe Finn joins the group and they go off together and Finn wants to find out where he came from. You know, he has the same background as she does for the most part, except he is Force-sensitive now. So we have the Force user, we have the person trying to find out where she came from, maybe Finn is as well, and then we have the veteran. Boom. I'd watch that show. Let's see, they could ride around the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. They got a Wookiee, they're ready to no, go. No, Ray took the Falcon. She Remember, she landed on Tatooine with it. No, well, she's just, she's got on loan. She's got <laughs> to give it back to Chewie at some point. Uh, all right, and so... She, Chewie wasn't there on Tatooine with her, though. I wonder what Chewie's doing. Maybe he ran off of Lando and they got a new freighter or a new spaceship. Done, 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 yeah. Who knows? It's still wide open. Well, we're definitely going to explore this more as we run out of episode ideas, but what what would you like to see in the future of Star Wars? Skywalker Saga completely oh, over. Yeah. We're not going to see any of the main characters. Maybe Lando Calrissian, Here's, maybe someone like that, yeah. but we're not going to see anyone else. Here's my hesitation with that. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about a new trilogy that was in development by the, the showrunners for Game of Thrones. Yeah, and they a, backed out. A lot of speculation was that they were going to do something that happened in the distant past. Like, uh, there's a, a video game and there's a book series and stuff called, you know, The Old Republic. I have a problem with that because from all the, the, the stuff that's come out about The Old Republic and how epic those battles were and how epic the technology was and that maybe we had slipped into a dark age for a while and then the common era republic had risen up and then of course the empire and then the fall of the empire and the where we're at. Yeah. I don't like the idea of these like near super beings compared to who we've already become identified with, Yoda and Mace and Luke and Leia and all that because it really just kind of takes away from the importance of this story. Yeah. So if, if you read The Hobbit, that was a great book for kids to read but then all of a sudden there's the lord of the rings and the lord of the rings just like massively overshadows the events of the hobbit in a big way not saying that the hobbit isn't an entertaining and great book to read Mm. but i wouldn't want to see a big trilogy that covered something in the past because i wouldn't want it to overshadow the importance and the emotional content of what happened in what we just finished okay so go to the future i like but then again it's like well what do you do where there's you always gonna be conflicts but then yeah you know, when when did these when did our heroes ever find peace if that's the case i mean right. there was actually a commentary that i read when the force awakens is about to come out so i said this really actually starting to bum me out because my heroes didn't live happily ever after i know that what's going to happen you know and, and you're right you know at the end of return of the jedi they were celebrating and it was well disney's got to repay four billion dollars so yeah they already it's made be it a... back what are you talking about well they that's why they had the trilogy they're not going to just yeah well, i see what you're saying <laughs> i don't i don't know i mean i like this episodic flesh out of the universe you know it doesn't have to always be in this particular area i mean we don't have to keep going back to tatooine people and i the, that episode for the mandalorian yeah, the cantina <sighs> How many times do we have to go to that cantina? There are other cantinas. You know what? Have an episode on Narshada. That's the... Sure. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's over your head. Um, Narshada is this... Uh, it's basically a, it's a, a giant city in space that's... It's like in, in an orbit. Not a shallow orbit, but an orbit over 
um, the hut homeworld mm. and a lot of crime and stuff. It's like a main hub for all that crime syndicate stuff and bounty hunters. And, you know, I know we're in the midst of a bounty hunter episode or episodic bounty hunter show as it is. So why would we do that again? But at the same time, that'd be, that'd be something we could explore. What's it? It'd be like the deep space. Oh, I'm sorry. The deep space nine of Star Wars, but with criminals instead of the Federation. <sighs> I thought we were going to photon <laughs> torpedo all the Star Trek talk, but we did not. I, we might need to wrap it up here. We don't want to get too deep into but I, well, I have two things, Star Trek. I do yes, have go ahead. Two, I do have two. Go ahead. Two small things. I don't I'd want like to cut you off. That'd be. That's okay. That'd be too. Um, the clunkiness of the story. It's super messy. The last, the, the last, last movie. movie. Yeah, the one we just watched. Rise of Scout. There's a couple of problems with the story that I think could have been solved. Um, if they'd given it another year to develop the screenplay and realize that this is a little sloppy, we, let's trim it up a little bit. Because let's hear it. The, la- the Rise of Skywalker really feels like it, it, would, it should have been two movies, right? Part one, part two. Or cut out a bunch of stuff to make it a much more elegant telling of a story because it is so breakneck it doesn't give us a chance to, to do any kind of character development and the character that's in there is just so whenever, shoved down your throat when they, whenever they were at the rebel base and you saw Rose and you're like are we going to ever do anything with Rose and it's exactly. just like 300 people running around and you yeah. see him for like a total of two minutes on screen and then it's like gone and like, then, what so we don't see enough Y wings by the speaking, way there's a lot but not enough to justify not buying a Lego toy of it yes there's a, um, there's this moment in the movie where they decide to, in Act 3, to give Poe Dameron backstory. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a spice runner. What's this all about? Okay, what's this all about? Yeah. Dropped. Yeah. Poe Dameron's trying to to prove himself as a leader. He's hiding his past from everybody. I don't know if it's ever been covered in a book. I haven't read about it. It's like, it seems like something brand new that came into the the fold of this whole thing. Maybe that's going to be a Disney Plus series. But see, the thing is, you don't introduce something like that and don't pay it off. Then don't introduce it. If it doesn't serve the story... It's superfluous. Get rid of it. Chop it out. Don't. There could have been a lot more editing. So, so you you know you've been to film school for storytelling and yes. movie making. Yeah. I was a copy editor for a long time. Still am. But so there, you can cut a whole bunch of this movie out and you won't miss it. Exactly. Or you use it because you're going to pay it off later. So my my thought was okay. Well, they, they go to the trouble of introducing him as having this background of being a spice runner, which for the those who are aware, it's kind of like what Han Solo did. Yeah. Um, and two, it's it's a criminal behavior. It's criminal. You're a smuggler. Basically, you're smuggling spice because spice is you know. So drugs are bad kids. How about we introduce this element to Poe Dameron? He's not confident in his leadership skills. He's struggling with trying to be the next Leia, and when he's on that planet. Um, I just keep forgetting the name, just because it's okay. We've seen it just a few days ago. So he's on that rock planet, and he meets with that the other bounty, the other girl, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell's character, Bliss. uh, I can't remember her first name. And she says, "Well, I'm going to go back to the core. I've got this disc that's going to give me passage through all this. Why don't you come with me?" Well, how compelling would that have been if he said, "You're right. What am I doing? I'm failing at this, and people are dying. All those bombers died in the last movie, and I am just second guessing leadership, and I'm." I'm really a bad solution for this resistance to rise and be solid. I need to do something that I'm good at, not trying to emulate what my leaders have done before me, but just be myself. And so he decides to go with her. He says, "But and I." And he comes in at the end with all they, the other ships. Exactly. Boom! I because see Because then you're going there. you put a dilemma in Finn because he tells Finn, "I'm going with her." And then so Finn's like, "What? You can't give up on the resistance now." He says, "Dude, I have to serve the resistance in a different way. I'm going with her." And then Finn now has to rise up. So now we get a moment for Finn to really show his strength as a yeah, leader. He was, yeah. Because yeah. the two of them struggling to be this leadership is was Neither really of it hard. Didn't really work. It didn't land for me. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it. Neither to, one. Because there wasn't enough story to develop that as the case. So then, yeah. yeah, and then so when they're losing, then the the fleet comes up, and it, it was because Lando and Chewie 
and Poe were going their separate ways and rising people up and, and using their charisma to say, this is it. We need to, this is where it needs to end. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That would have been great because Poe Dameron wasn't in half of the, uh, the Force Awakens. It would have rhymed with that. You know, he was gone for a long time. Was he even dead? Was he around? Then all of a sudden he saves him on Taco Donna and now he's back in the story again. I think that would have been really compelling to see it, that character arc. Yeah. Two. Two. 42 the, minutes in. The Emperor sends a Star Destroyer to show that the world, he's a threat. Like, I'm not effing around here. Yeah. And it blows up that same planet we we're just talking about, that rock planet. Yeah. We have no connection to the people on that planet. You know, there's a bunch of stormtroopers running around. We find the the Bliss Girl, Carrie Russell's character, the little robot guy, is, is, you know, does this thing with C-Superio. Tell me that it wouldn't have had more of an emotional impact if the planet they blew up was Pasana instead. Because we spend so much time on Pasana, we spend a, just enough time with Ray seeing the children there and seeing the little girl and getting the necklace, that if that was the planet that was blown up, yeah. then that would have been, for us as the audience, like, oh, this is this, this means business. The yeah. stakes are super high. Yeah. It would have also made Ray even more like, I had a con emotional connection to those people and we ran and now it's been destroyed. Lando would have had the same thing because he was living on that planet for a brief amount of time. We don't know how. And right, then, of course, all right, the galaxy right. could have broadcasted that. Like, Poe Dameron could have said, here is footage of this planet that was happening the Festival of Life and they just nuked it. Yeah. Broadcast. Done. Everyone come. Yeah, you that, spent that, that time. Everyone exactly. Come. You spent yeah. that time on that planet to yeah. establish this culture, to have to see these people, and have that moment of reprieve and an emotional connection. That should have been the planet to be destroyed. Like, how did they not see that as an obvious choice? Instead, you blow up some rock that we barely even care about. Yeah. They're just running around in the rocky snow, and they're just trying to hide from stormtroopers and walkers, and they already have the, the town being blown up anyway because the walkers were shooting buildings up. And <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, we are going to get much more into Rise of Skywalker. When we do a full episode, but emotionally breakdown. satisfying. Emotionally, I mean, I know I just griped about. Yes. Emotionally, I was very satisfied. I was very happy as, with the Kylo said, Ren story and the race story. As we said, we we liked it. I liked how you know Kylo Ren turned out. Didn't love that they kissed. I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I know there's like the Raylos out there who wanted that to happen. Star Wars and is filled I know with awkward that, kisses. Yes. Luke and Leia. People didn't want to see it. Anakin happen and Padme. Because it was a bad relationship. <laughs> but yeah, but I would have been fine with them. Like. Give each of them giving an earnest thank you. They surrendered in the moment. and They surrendered in the moment and kissed. Yes. Anyway, we are going to break this down, Rise of Skywalker, much more in a future episode. Uh, we're going to go movie by movie uh, in future episodes hey. and yeah. talk about them. Because we get a chance to digest. Get rankings. And, yeah. yeah, I want to see it again. And, uh, you know, who doesn't love zombie Palpatine? What if she had just stabbed <laughs> him right in the head? Like, right in the head, like, with a big screwdriver. Would it have done anything? Would that have... He already said he's a zombie. Yeah, but that's how you kill zombies. I don't think right he's a zombie. Right in the head. He's a living creature. Get the damn screwdriver just out of my head. He was in a diminished form. If you know that line, you are a big zombie movie watcher. I am not. So good. Get the damn screwdriver out of my head. Someone put you in upper 90s on my zombie scale. Well, I'm not there, but I remember that line. I believe it was from <laughs> Return of the Dead. So Stefan is a very big zombie aficionado mm. and we're gonna he's very much earned that 90 and upper scale <laughs> no I, yes. i'm not i i have seen several of them and of course the walking dead but that's fallen off as well that's for another podcast but anyway guys that's gonna do it let us tell you where you can find us guys on social media we are before the zw on twitter that's the letter b the number four the zw on twitter on Instagram, we are before underscore the underscore Z-Wing. And just to make it interesting, on Facebook, we are at before Z-Wing, which is 
the letter B, the number four, and Z-Wing. Um, that's the only way we can stay under the radar of the Emperor if there's three different ways of getting to us. <laughs> but search for us, guys, and you'll definitely find us. If you're not listening on your favorite podcast app, you can certainly find us there if you're listening on Pinecast right now. Um, and thank you for listening. And thank you once again for this listening. Is this is super fun. We went a little long. Are we going to do, are our reviews going to be out of four stars or out of five stars? Let's do five. It's fun. Five? All right. I'm going to give this three and a half. Rise of Skywalker. What's your, what's your take on it? Uh, fresh in my head. The experience, I'd say, was four and a half stars, but the storytelling, I'd say, is three. Three and a half. That was three and a half stars. I'm going to average that to four. Hashtag math. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, no, just thank you so much. Um, my social media would be S-U-B-O-K-E-N. Yes. Just do a Google search for that. You'll find all my social media The Subokan Project. Travis Heiner, The Subokan Project. Subokan.com. Subokan.com. I am FF Observer. If you also like fantasy football, you can find me at FF Observer on Twitter, fantasyfootballobserver.com. I'm a complicated fellow. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Once again, guys, we'll be back. Episode 4 with a parent's guide and an order to watch, which is controversial, and I now know more about it. Not for us, but for anyway, guys, <laughs> for B4ZW, never underestimate a droid. Good night. Good night.